0: Are you a photographer looking to build a five or six figure business that has both time and financial freedom? Maybe you're struggling to get clients on your books that don't know what to do to bring in your next lead. Maybe you're frustrated with social media because you see it working for other photographers, but you aren't seeing any results. Maybe you're an established photographer with a solid client base, but you're looking to go next level. The truth is that taking pretty pictures just isn't enough anymore. In order to build that dream career as a photographer that you had when you first got into this industry, it's going to take a toolkit of business skills, marketing strategies, and accountability. Hi, I'm Brooke Jefferson, a lifestyle photographer, marketing strategist, and business coach for photographers. Welcome to the Book More Clients Photography Podcast, where I share tried and true marketing strategies, interview other photographers and experts, and pull back the curtain on what it really takes to be the go-to photographer in your specialty. My goal is to help you turn your business both profitable and purposeful. If you're ready, let's jump on into today's show. Today, we are discussing the difference between running your business like a hobby and running it like a business. So I want to know if you um, are a hobbyist, or if you truly are running your business like a business owner. And I really got passionate about this topic because I have been seeing all of the posts, obviously in this group, but also some other photography groups. And it's The conversations that are happening, some of the questions that are being asked, it really made me take a step back and and realize that they are, there are so many different, I guess, we're all playing on a different level of the field, and so I, I want to bring that to light today, and I really want you to take some self-reflection, and if you're doing any of these things, it's not to shame you by any means, but it's to show you the difference of why some photographers are more successful than others, um, why people are able to book clients, and maybe you're not booking clients, and so I really want you to think through these things as I, as I walk you through them. So, First of all, I want you to drop in the comments below and tell me how long you have been running your business. So, this is basically since you decided to put yourself out there and start charging, how long has that been? All right. That's the only question um, that I'm asking here. We're not going to get too technical, but here's where we're going to start. One of the things that really sets hobbyists and business photographers apart is your mindset. So it's how you approach your business in general. When someone asks you what you do, do you ever tell them that you are a photographer or do you try to like shy away from it? Do you feel shameful in saying that you are also a photographer? It doesn't matter if you're running a full-time business and you have a photography business. Do you tell people that you are a photographer or do you start running through your mind thinking, Oh, I can't tell her I'm a photographer because I'm—I don't even think I'm good enough, or um, I'm too new, I'm too young, I'm too old. Whatever the case is, if you feel weird about introducing yourself, and when someone asks you what you do for a living, um, if you—if you talk about your part-time or your full-time job, but you never talk about photography, that's something that I want you to start doing today. This was an incredible exercise um, that I did in a former uh, challenge, a five-day challenge, and it was crazy to hear the results of people being able to book more clients just through getting comfortable and confident in saying that they are a photographer. So that's, that's one thing that I wanna point out first, but here's something that is very common. Do you have an exit plan? So you really want this photography business to work. But do you also have a plan B to where if this doesn't work out by this date, I'm just going to throw in the towel and move on? This is a self-reflection question because business owners are not asking themselves or not setting a failure date. They are saying if this doesn't work now in three months, I'm going to do something else else. Like I'm going to try a different strategy. Uh, we shared a quote in the group not too long ago where we said, don't change the plan, right? The, the letters in the alphabet, uh, or don't change the goal, just change the plan on how you're going to get there. Right? So that's the same thing. So if you are getting caught up and you're worried about um about you failing or uh, you're giving yourself i have one year or maybe your spouse is giving you a, a limited amount of time to make this work we've got to get out of that because here's the deal most businesses in year one and two and this is any other industry including ours the first two years of business are the hardest and usually the two years you don't see a profit Yes, it is okay to have a loss in your first or second year of business. It's even okay to have a loss later down the road, but I want you guys to know like that's normal. You have to normalize this. So your, your plan should not be, I'm in this for one year and if I can't make it work, I'm going back to corporate. Or whatever your whatever your plan B exit plan is going to be. That is a hobbyist, not a business owner. Not one time have I ever said, if I don't book 10 clients by next month, then I just suck and I'm done with this and I'm and I'm not gonna do this anymore. And that's hard. That's a tough pill to swallow for some of you um, because we wanna play it safe your brain wants to keep you safe, but you can't play business safe all the time. It does require courage. It does require risks. So I just want you to really evaluate the mindset piece here before we get into some of the the technical things that I see people do all the time. That is not how you run a business. Okay. So I'm coming back into the comments just for a quick second. um, And I want to see what you guys are dropping in here, but yes. Yeah, so the first piece right there is a mindset. Okay. So I want you guys to stay committed to your business. And I do not like throw out the exit plan. You should not have failure in your mind. And if it's in your mind, then we've got to work on your mindset because it's it's coming from lies. You're telling yourself stories. Okay. All right. So the next thing is I want to talk about some things that actually do separate you from being a hobby business and being an actual photography business owner. Uh, The first question that I want to ask you is, are you operating your business legally? And there's several things here that I want to touch on. And again, this is not to shame anybody. When I first started, I didn't know these things, but I don't want you to be able to have that excuse. I don't want you to hop off of this, this training here and then go about doing illegally in your business. Like that's not the point. I am educating you because you need to know this stuff and running a business comes with pros and cons. That's it. If you want to have a photography business, you have to also step into the business owner role and own up to the things that are required to have a business. That is the way that you do business. If you don't, Not only are you hurting yourself and putting yourself at jeopardy, but you're also harming our photography industry and that's not okay. And we can't support that. Okay. So what I want you to really pay attention to is make a plan to become a, to at least do, uh, become a sole proprietor in your business. Okay. And this is something you can take back to your CPA. You can talk with somebody about this. Um, and it's not hard and and it doesn't require a whole lot, but I want to make sure that a you're claiming your business on your taxes yes, that has to be happening for you um, and B as soon as you can become an LLC so that I'm just gonna leave it at that. I talk all about this inside of the inside of the blueprint program and we can get into those things later but, that guys, that's not optional. That is something that you have to be doing, okay? Um, the next thing right here, there's two things that I see all of the time that photographers are doing and it doesn't surprise me that you have issues booking. and it doesn't surprise me that you have issues with your customer experiences. And it doesn't surprise me that your um, clients are unhappy with the way that you run your business. And again, it's tough love. I'm not shaming you, but if you don't change these things, you're going to be in for a rude awakening one day. Number one, how do you take payments? If you're trying to get by of not paying uh, or not having to have the processing fees You're doing it wrong. There is no way to get around that unless somebody is paying you cash or check, and that's totally fine if you're fine with that uh, that method of payment. I still have clients that will pay me with check or cash. The majority of people, though, they want an online payment system, and so I give that to them. So that means you need to make sure that you have a legit PayPal business or you have a Stripe or a Square account or whatever payment processor you're using But you can't be escaping fees. Cash app is not legal in your business. Venmo personal is not legal in your business. So if you're taking payments like that, not only are you not protecting yourself, but you're actually putting your your clients in danger too, because it is written in these policies that if they catch you running these personal um, processors for uh, business payments, A, they'll freeze your funds. B, they'll cancel your account and C, and I have had this happen before, not to me, but to someone that I know, they will come, they will come after you and you will have to refund that money to that payment processor. It's crazy. So don't be that person. And I know it's not fun, but this is all a part of pricing yourself in your business correctly. You need to plan for the payments to come out, you need to have the processing fees in your total session fee, or you are going to be disappointed later on, okay? Um, The other thing that I see all of the time, and it always makes me kind of like question, and again, I think it's because when we start a business, we don't realize all of the little expenses that add up. Can I get a hand raise in the comments if you had no idea how much it costs to actually run a legit business? Yeah, you can raise your hand because it's not cheap, but it's necessary. And for some reason, I always find people that are trying to deliver their images, um, that aren't in a very professional way. So like some people are emailing their images. Some people are using Dropbox to deliver their images to their clients. And again, I'm not shaming you, but I'm telling you right now, there's no reason to do that. There's no reason to uh, look like a knockoff brand when you could easily go sign up for Pixie Set or Time on a free account. And run your business legitimately and look way more professional. There's free accounts on all of these platforms. And so if you're still using Dropbox or you're still using some off-the-wall free method, you're making it harder for your clients and you're making yourself look like a knockoff brand. And I don't want that for you because you are worth looking professional, especially when you can get that for free. So I didn't start paying for a gallery hosting system until probably like a year in to No, I would say maybe like two years. So I've used Pixie Set from the beginning, but I did not always have to pay for it because I didn't need that much storage, right? I didn't have... A, I didn't have the high quality images that I have now. And B, I did not have as many clients as I, um, as I service now either. And so there are free plans, there are paid plans, whatever, but it's totally worth it. And not only that guys, but how are you going to upsell to prints and products off of Dropbox when you could easily have a beautiful system where if people choose to, so I do a hybrid system, a hybrid model in my business. I'm not IPS. I'm not all inclusive. I'm kind of of a mixture of both things. Um, And I allow for upsells in my business and there's no way that you can upsell yourself using Dropbox. I mean, it would just be too complicated at that point. So um, again, this is not to shame anybody, but it's just meant to show you, like there are little tweaks that you can do just with those two things to make yourself look more legitimate. People also are really wanting receipts. And so, if you're not, if you don't have a system or you're not using a payment processor where you're able to send people receipts, there were several of you that reached out to me saying that you needed, um, or that you preferred having a receipt of something you purchased from me this year, whether it was coaching or you signed up for a program of mine um, or um, the online shop template. We made sure that you guys had a receipt so that you could document that properly. Your clients are the exact same way. So I want you to really make these tweaks so that you can serve your clients in a better way. So those are those are the two common mistakes that I see all the time. Um, Another thing is the way that you're communicating with your clients. And what I mean by this is you have to and this was the hardest lesson, guys, this was the hardest lesson for me. I think it's the hardest lesson for a lot of people, but you have to. Understand that you have a personal life and personal conversations and you have a bucket where everything personal and friendly and friendships and all that fall into, but then you have another bucket that is your business, that is your client relationships with, even if they were a friend of yours, they also belong in this bucket. And you have to be very, very careful with a, how you present yourself and b how you are communicating. So there are certain tweaks, even that I, okay. So a lot of people will say, they'll post screenshots of conversations that they're having with clients. And I immediately, and I I don't come this, I'm not judging these when I see them, but I'm like, man, there's so many like small little tweaks I would have made. So the way you're speaking to someone, the way that you, um, you, you really need to speak in a professional manner. If you would not send what you're saying in an email to someone in a corporate setting, then you probably don't need to send it at all. And I'm trying to be very, very careful here. I'm not saying you can't be friendly with your clients. I'm not saying you can't talk like you normally would in a text message. I'm saying like, stay away from the lingo, like stay away from the way that you're talking to people because you're gonna come, they're gonna judge you based off of what you're, of how you're speaking to them. And so I just want you to be the best version of yourself when you're speaking to clients. Um, And then also take, Take into consideration where, how am I, like what platform, what method of communication am I using? If it's all over the place, like no wonder you're having a hard time keeping everything together, but also like set boundaries. You don't have to talk to clients past a certain time at night. Um, in fact, I really recommend you don't because the sooner you can train your people to understand that you have boundaries in place, you have business hours, you have times that you will freely talk to them. Midnight's not one of them. 3 a.m. is not one of them. Um, the better off you'll be. And I know these sound silly, but guys, I have found myself in almost every single one of these situations. And I just think it's really important that you just think about how you're presenting yourself. Um, and then one thing, and I'm, and I'm going to say a couple things too, your personal profile, while it's personal, when you choose to run a business, you're choosing to put your life um, up for judgment. So if you, people are looking at your personal profile, they are looking at your personal Instagram. They are looking at how you speak to people, what you say, what pages you like, um, and they are judging you based off of that. So if you're somebody that wants to come across as professional but you're sharing inappropriate things over on your profile or you're using profanity all the time if that's you and those are the types of clients that you want, then that's totally fine. But you need to be aware that people are judging you on every little thing you're doing. So if that's not how you're going to speak to your clients, I just want you just to be careful. OK, and this, I'm not saying you have to friend your clients. This is one of those things where everybody gets to choose what they want to do, but just make sure that it's not public for all the world to see either. OK, um, because I notice these things or I'll notice like the, you know, even certain little things. Like if you misspell a whole bunch of words, people are going to automatically assume, um, and, and judge you based off that. And so I'm not asking you to show up and be perfect, but I'm saying like, be aware of every little thing you're doing. Um, there has been a situation that I was in where I have, I had to be really careful. I had to take 15 minutes and calm myself down, uh, before I could respond to a client who was or not even a client, but they were trying to become a client and they were just being really disrespectful. Um, And I really had to sit and think about it, cool down. And then I had to respond as Brooke, the business owner, not Brooke, the pissed off person. Right. Uh, And so these are things that when you're choosing to run your business, like you have to look at all of these things. So the main difference between someone that runs their business like a hobby and someone that runs their business like a business is the is the way that you set it up, the way that you think about it, your mindset, how you're taking payments, how you're communicating with clients, how you're pricing yourself. Um, and I'm really not going to get into all of that because I'm, I'm not going to be the pricing police. I'm never going to come tell you that you don't charge enough or you charge too much. That's not my place. Um, That is for you to figure out on your own. If you run your cost of doing business, and we all are going to have different cost of doing businesses, I still do think that there are ways that you can still be respectful to the industry as a whole. But again, I'm not ever going to be the pricing police for you. But I do want you to take a very hard look, even if you work a full-time job and you're dabbling in photography on the side. Please be very mindful. You do not have to charge $50 or $35 um, just because you do it on the side. Your time is still valuable. Um, and I want you guys to really hear that. Okay. Um, you're still giving your time, you're still giving your talent, you're still working, and you still have photographer friends in the industry. And I think that it's very important that we really all that we all need to keep this in mind. As as well. So do I have any questions that need to be addressed in the comments? I'm back on watching the comments. Um, I wanted this to be like a tough love episode, but also kind of like a checklist. Am I doing any of these things? Is there any tweak that I can make to make my business a little more professional? Um, and again, I think that the main difference between people who run Their business like a hobby, and people who run their photography business like an actual business that they want to be profitable and sustainable. I think it all goes back to do you believe in yourself? Do you believe that even though maybe right now you don't have your editing style nailed down, maybe you don't have everything in your business that you want, maybe you don't even shoot from the camera that you want to? Are you still confident? Do you believe that you have enough right now where you are to make this successful? And are you using what you have to the best of your ability? Because that's another thing. It's not going, having a brand new camera having the latest lens, having the latest preset drop is not going to get you to book more clients. What's going to allow you to book more clients is having that foundation that you need for your business. Um, And if you're really unsure and you're really unhappy right now with the amount of clients you have, or you're really just kind of unsure about pricing, about mindset, about how to market your business, um, I want you to consider signing up for the Boost Your Bookings Bootcamp. This is a bootcamp that I am putting on the very first week of April. So we're kicking off April 5th. So we've got less than 30 days before we're doing this bootcamp. And if you want five days uh, with me in a private Facebook group, then i really want you to consider doing this boot camp not only will you get 5 days of live trainings and i'm going to tell you what those trainings are in just a second you're going to get 5 days of live trainings a private facebook group of just the boot camp members only and then an accountability coach which is another photographer that's a little further along in their journey they're going to be with you for about 5 to 7 days so the entire duration of the boot camp to answer your questions to hold your hand all of that. So, let me really quickly, if you want to check that out, you can go to brookjefferson.com/bootcamp, but I want to really quickly just explain what this is um, and the trainings that you can expect. So, the bootcamp is $17 to join, all right? Because the content that I'm sharing is worth hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, then I'm not just saying that. It literally is. And you can ask some of the uh, photographers that are watching this right now because they have been under my teaching. So um, the very first training we're going to cover on Monday, April 5th is the key to growing your business. Tuesday, April 6th, we're going to be going over how to stand out in a saturated market. Wednesday, April 7th, we are talking about eliminating your competition with a solid brand strategy. Thursday, April 8th is pricing mistakes you're probably making and how to fix them, and Friday, April 9th is three marketing myths that you are believing. So, if you want to come on into this boot camp, um, the great thing about this boot camp and the reason it's not free is because a, I only want serious photography owners, business owners to join, okay? And two, I want to be able to have a smaller group where I'm going to be able to answer your questions and really get to know you during this week so that we can make sure that you are moving forward in your business. So, again, if you want to sign up for this boot camp, go to brookjefferson.com/bootcamp. This kicks off April 5th. You're not going to want to miss this. I promise. I am very excited. I have poured my heart and soul into this boot camp. If you've ever attended one of my free ones, this is going to be like that but on steroids. So, I definitely want you guys to come join me in the bootcamp. And if you guys have any questions, let me know. And I want to know, are you treating your business like a hobby? Or are you being a true business owner? I'll see you guys on the next live.